Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. You may not always like his opinion, but you can bet he'll have one. Welcome to the Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. This is uh, the music they play at the beginning of the day in the White House. Trust me. Turn it up. I just checked the television to see if I still have a job. We're going to be talking about uh, the FBI director and the president of the United States and what's going on in uh, in Washington in the next hour. Abdurrahim Fukara will be joining us. He's the Al Jazeera Washington bureau chief. And uh, they, of course, have a very large constituency in the Middle East. And what's being said about the president of the United States in the Middle East? And uh, how does Al Jazeera view him? Abdurrahim Fukara is a brilliant, brilliant guy. He's been on this program on a number of occasions over the years. And he's almost given us some uh, some great reports. So looking forward to hearing what he has to say. What a week, huh? Look, if you're going to fire the FBI director, talk to the man. Don't let him find out on television. That is just awful. And then the day after you fire the FBI director, the day after your photograph as president of the United States is splashed all over media as you're standing grinning with the foreign minister of Russia and the Russian ambassador to the United States. Not too smart. Not too smart. Given all of the talk about a possible Russian affiliation with the Trump campaign. Now, the people who are absolutely dyed-in-the-wool Trump supporters will be upset with what I just said. You don't need to be. It's okay to talk about what's going on in the capital of the United States because it affects all of us. And frankly, some of the decisions that Mr. Trump has made are weird. And I think it, of course, has a lot to do with the fact that in his own business, he was the only person who made decisions. It all began and ended in the corner office at Trump Tower, not so much in Washington. So we're going to be speaking about that in the next hour, again, with Abdurrahim Fukara, the Al Jazeera Washington bureau chief, joining us. And we'll hear your thoughts on the behavior of the president of the United States. Has he become erratic enough that he concerns you, or is this just an orchestrated mainstream media demo party, that's what I call them now, the demo party um, convergence of an attack on the president 
that they're orchestrating with mainstream media. So I'm not sure how you're going to see this, but we'll talk about it next hour. We'll also be joined by Mike Lee, conservative member of parliament from Edmonton. Uh, Mr. Lee's son is living with autism. And I'm going to play back for you what our astute prime minister had to say when Mr. Lee spoke to him about autism and about his son and asked for the federal government of this country to follow through with what the conservatives under Stephen Harper promised, and that was about $4 million a year to support the 200,000 autism uh, Canadians with autism. Now, this federal government decided that it wasn't going to do that. They have no money for 200,000 Canadians with autism, and the prime minister's babbling response, or Mr. Lake, Mike Lake, was absolutely... It's awful. He's, he was talking about Bombardier. Now, I know that Mr. Lake said something about uh, subsidizing uh, an aeronautical firm. But the prime minister's interest wasn't in autism. It was in Bombardier. Talk about an organization. Talk about where you did direct government money to in this country. Don't have $3.8 million for 200,000 Canadians living with autism. So how much did that trip to the Bahamas cost? Just asking. So we have that coming up uh, today as well. But we're going to begin with the story that not only has Ontario talking, but has the rest of the country paying attention. And paying attention because electricity prices, huge issue. And Ontario particularly has been at the vanguard of this issue with electricity pricing, as you know. With so many people who are economically disadvantaged going without electricity for sometimes months on end because they couldn't afford to pay the rates that Kathleen Wynne's nebulous government was responsible for. And so Wynne, re recognizing that she was in desperate political trouble, you know the rest of the story, they reduced the, uh, the amount by 25%. If you consider, if you also include the HSD, that's going to be, uh, that was going to be taken away. So 25%, she's the hero, the heroine. Except for the fact that it's going to cost billions more to, you know how it is, re-amortize the, the loan. But then the whistleblower popped up and provided the Progressive Conservative Party and Patrick Brown, their leader, with information and a document that was supposed to be only for the eyes of the cabinet of the Wynn government that deals with what their plans are for electricity pricing following next year's election. And it was going to be another horrific attack on Electricity pricing. Premier Rose, happy to talk to you. So I had a conversation with Patrick Brown about an hour ago about this issue. And uh, the Progressive Conservative Party leader believes that he has the opportunity to roll back and adjust the electricity pricing with options that are available to him as Premier, which Kathleen Wynne apparently doesn't recognize. Anyway, have a listen to my conversation with Patrick Brown, and then we'll talk, you and I will talk, about electricity pricing, about the, 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 the wind government, and before the, uh, the, before the end of the hour, Francesca Dobbin will be joining us, the executive director of the United Way in Great Bruce County. You remember Ms. Dobbin was on this program quite a, quite a few times as we were a few months ago talking about the difficulties Canadians or Ontarians were under trying to pay their electricity bills. Ms. Dobbin is so outspoken and so clearly, clearly, directly spoken about where the problem lies, and the problem lies in the Premier's office at Queen's Park. Here's my conversation with Patrick Brown. 
Mr. Brown, the Liberal document shows electricity rates will be stable until the next year's election and then begin to climb and spike in 2022, reaching a 50% increase in cost to consumers by 2028. Is that correct? You know, the Liberals have been trying to pitch a, a charade uh, to Ontario, and the fact that we're now having whistleblowers within the civil service uh, expose the government, I, I think, is shocking. The fact that their own cabinet document shows that electricity prices are going to skyrocket after the election um, is another example of how they're trying to mislead Ontarians. And this is their own document. This is their own projections. And, you know, I realize the government's doing damage control right now, but the reality is they're bringing back the debt retirement charge. Hydro rates are going to skyrocket, and their borrowing plan was all just temporary. It was about an election, not about Ontario. When the, the minister, when Mr. Thibault says you have a draft copy of one of the many proposals and one topic of discussion, uh, after he said he couldn't be sure whether the document is accurate, I ask myself, well, which is it? Well, first of all, he's never denied the debt retirement charge is coming back. He's never denied that we're going to see the hydro rate skyrocket. The fact that we have uh, a liberal cabinet document, uh, a liberal projection, um, it, obviously it's embarrassing for them. Uh, the fact that their own civil service believes so little in this government that they're now leaking documents to the uh, opposition. No one has confidence. They have made a mess of this. Since Glenn Thibault has been in charge and this Liberal government has been in charge, hydro rates under the McGuinty and Wynn governments have gone up 400%. They've taken Ontario from having average hydro prices to among the highest in North America. They've made us a laughing stock, and of course, they're making a bigger mess right now. They're not addressing any of the structural problems. They're going to borrow money to hide the problem for a few years just, just so they can present this as, as a fake bill of goods to Ontarians. And I'm glad that we're exposing them. I'm glad the civil service is calling this government out and exposing them for the, for the mess they're making. What do you make of the fact they give you eight days to debate and then accept? Well, they don't want to debate it. They realize that this, this, uh, this spin, uh, the numbers don't add up. And why would they want to have debate on their borrowing plan? You know, if they give us debate, we can talk about the fact they're doing enough, nothing about out-of-control executive salaries in hydro. We can talk about the staff, the, the fact we're still spilling water power in Ontario. We, we, we can debate the fact that we're giving away free electricity to Michigan, Pennsylvania, Ohio, New York. You know, the best Minister of Economic Development that the U.S. has ever seen is Kathleen Wynne, and they don't want to talk about that. They don't want to talk about the fact they're standing behind their bad contracts. You know, clearly they were taken by surprise and taken aback by the fact that you had this information from the whistleblower, but then why would anyone trust the Wynne government on anything that has to do with electricity pricing? This is a government which permitted the poorest in Ontario to go without electricity for months. This is a government which allowed people to be punished for no reason whatsoever. Well, and, and it goes worse than that. It's that beyond having people struggle to pay their hydro bills and living in energy poverty. You know, the only folks that have benefited in Ontario from this failed energy policy is the Liberal Party themselves. It's that ugly. Of the 30 mega contracts that they signed for all this excess energy we don't need and we're giving away to the U.S., of those 30 bad mega foreign deals, the Liberal Party received $1.3 million in donations. No wonder they don't want to look at their bad contracts. It's, it's been a cash cow for the Liberal Party. It's disgusting. It's offensive. 
And this is one of the many reasons we need to defeat this government that has taken Ontario down the wrong path. So how much control does, never mind the Liberals, but how much control does any Ontario government have over electricity pricing when the Liberal government has sold off significant portions of Hydro One? Well, there's lots of opportunities to, 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 to fix this mess. Uh, on the Hydro One fire sale, uh, they, it will be... Uh, very difficult to 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 fix that because they've actually included a rider in in the in the sale of the shares uh, that uh, we can't buy back majority control. It was a bad decision. It was short sighted. But where we can where we can clean up the mess is on this over generation. There are opportunities to get out of these bad contracts. We can stop signing new ones. We can look at the existing ones. And you look at the Samsung deal. There was an exit clause in that contract. We could have got out of a billion and a half a surplus electricity, and they didn't take it because they didn't want to look like they were walking away from the Green Energy Act. You know, so there are opportunities to get out of some of these deals. And by the way, the day after their fair hydro plan, their borrowing scheme, a day after they proceeded with 1,100 new ones, despite the fact we're giving energy away at a loss, they keep on signing new bad deals, and only a change of government is going to stop that ugly practice. Well, I was also thinking this has to be very frightening news for anyone who's living on the margins as far as uh, financial stability is concerned. They know what's happened in the past. They know what uh, what the Liberal government is capable of. In fact, I'm going to be speaking with Francesca Dobbin shortly from the Bruce Gray United Way, and she's been at the forefront of pointing out how people have suffered. But what do you expect the, the ultimate response or the final response from the Liberal government to be? They have, they have this, 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 uh, this uh, plan in front of you. You have it in front of you. They're saying it may not be the real thing or it isn't the real thing. What do you expect them to do, finally? Well, I think they've been caught red-handed. And so what do Liberals always do? Uh, they do damage control. They try to confuse. They try to mislead. And I, I think we're finally at a point where um, people aren't buying it anymore. I remember listening to Kathleen Wynne say in the legislature every day how we had among the lowest hydro rates. And they thought they kept on repeating um, a mistruth that eventually people would believe it. But the reality is everyone pays their hydro bill. They see it. They yeah. know yeah. that it's out of control. And so you can't trick people when they have to pay it themselves. It wasn't the case of people not wanting to pay. They couldn't pay because it, it, it just accelerated so dramatically. We have record amount of Ontarians in arrears uh, that they simply cannot pay their hydro bill. This has been uh, a hard hit for the most vulnerable in our province. It it has been a job killer. People that need jobs who can't find a job, well, companies can't compete when you have hydro rates that are three times that of Quebec that, you know, we're we're just not competitive. And so and this is why hydro is one of the biggest issues in Ontario, because not only has it hurt the most vulnerable, but it's killed jobs and it's set Ontario back. And this is, a, this is on Kathleen Wynne's watch. I, I stress the point. Hydro rates under this Liberal government have gone up 400%. They wear that. That ugly stat is their creation. And uh, clearly, the hydro rates are not going to go down, uh, even if they were to be re-elected next year, which is probably unlikely. But even if they were to be re-elected next year, this plan shows clearly their objective is to, once the election is over, raise the rates again in a dramatic fashion. Dramatic fashion. But I also say this. We cannot underestimate the Liberals. A lot of people say they're so low in the polls right now, five OPP investigations, they're, they're bound to lose. They will say anything to win. They will do anything to win. You talk about our hydro rates. Remember the gas plant, that 
scandal, that billion dollars that we now pay on our hydro bills, yes. they did that just to save a single seat. They will blow a billion dollars of your money, of Ontarians' money, simply for their own self-interest, their own their own election purposes. They, they, they got caught. That's going to a criminal trial in four months where they blew a billion dollars just to win a seat. So I'm not underestimating them. I know this team uh, will say anything and do anything to win seats. And you're telling the Ontario voter that if Patrick Brown and the Progressive Conservatives form the next government of Ontario, you will be able to mitigate the damage that uh, the Liberal government has caused to people's wallets and their their sense of confidence in being able to flip flick a switch and have the lights go on. We are going to get hydro rates down. We are going to clean up this mess. Uh, and, and, and frankly, we're going to end these ethical lapses at Queen's Park. Just last week, I presented in the legislature an Ontario Ethics and Accountability Act trying to remove these loopholes that the Liberals have uh, driven a truck through on, on, uh, on abusing taxpayers and, uh, and all, these, all these scandals. And they actually voted against our Accountability Act. Simple things like ministers can't fundraise off their stakeholders. You can't ask for money off people you're giving government contracts to. You can't use the order. You can't use government funds for partisan advertising. They actually voted against our accountability act, and I can tell you that if I'm premier, I'm going to pass that accountability act to make sure governments can't continue to abuse the public's trust. All right, Mr. Brown. I guess, uh, as the cliche goes, past behavior is the most accurate predictor of future behavior. And uh, if we look at the wind government's past behavior. We have a pretty good idea of what they'll be doing in the future if they were to be elected. And as you say, you're not prepared to take them for granted. Well, I think you're absolutely right. And uh, once again, thank you for the, the pleasure to be on your show. So there's my conversation with Patrick Brown, the Progressive Conservative Party leader, about the uh, whistleblower document that was supposed to be only for the eyes of the ministers of the Wynn government about their plans for electricity pricing up by more than 50 percent by 2028. It's interesting how political parties like to look forward way beyond their next election as far as what the plans are. I guess they because they truly believe they'll they'll continue to win. And uh, Kathleen Wynne, I think, surprised herself and most of the people in this province when she did become premier with the majority government a few years ago. So we will all be voting. Those of us who live in Ontario will be voting. The rest of the country will be watching very closely come 2018. And one of the worst possible mistakes that they could make, the liberals could make, was to in any way put on paper, put a, make available, whether it's on paper or whether it's in a file. And, uh, I'm sorry? We do. We have to go to break. I've been told we have to go to break. So we have to make some money so we can pay for the lights. Okay, let me take a break. We'll come right back.